talking about um how we didn't realize well how I didn't realize because I, I didn't realize that the shot was no longer on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And usually they kind of preface the first show. They'll throw they'll throw the first show on YouTube to kind of get people to go to you know HBO Max that are more interested. I didn't realize the deal was over because I went to HBO Max. It wasn't there, and I was like, "Where the hell is season five? And then it kept popping up on YouTube. And then I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh shit, their deal is. I guess their deal was up with HBO Max, and they signed with YouTube. So now it's on the YouTube platform. That's their. That's the permanent place to find the um to find the show." Yeah, you know so that's been, been on YouTube. Say it again. You know what else has been on YouTube? What's that? Yeah, if y'all niggas heard though that flex energy shit. That funk flex energy, um, those those energy. Okay, that's what I was about to say. Okay, so yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that shit is fire, nigga. He's saying, yo, Swiss Beats is curating this shit. It's all New York shit. You know what I'm saying? All energy. Niggas is making new songs that never gonna come out. Remaking beats, blended beats, all the rest of that shit. That shit is fire. He's making all new songs that's never gonna come out. Yeah. Like, that's been the thing. These niggas is making songs. Like, ASAP Ferg got one that's fire. You know what I mean? So um, now they uh, are they intentionally creating it so it now becomes some type of NFT? Just, I mean, maybe, but or... if you want to look at it like that, but right now I'm looking at it New York mixtapes is back on the radios too. <clears throat> mm. I gotta look. I look. I look. I look into it. Nah, that's, got... all right, and it's all on um YouTube, on YouTube too. Funk Flex Energy tapes. Yep. You know what? That's fucking dope. Cause niggas yeah. miss that shit. Yeah, that shit has been fire. All like, yo, it's hard to not listen to it work, but it be making you not want to work because it's just so fire. Like, you know what I mean? Like all that shit, all upbeats, all that shit. Yo, two of the days, um, DJ Drama's there with him. DJ Red Alert be there almost every day. You know what I mean? Yo, Busta Rhymes made like two songs. The Locks made it made a song. Yo, this shit is fire. Hmm, interesting. Y'all niggas sound that boring. It's funny. Nah, nah, it's funny. Like, for the long, I'm thinking about Flex. It's like, there was, like, the time, probably the last, like, 15 years, niggas like, yo, maybe last 10, nah, maybe, like, 10, 15 years or so, it was like, yo, Flex need to be off the radio, man. He need to pass that yep. shit down, yo. You know, that's my, you know, that's my thing. Yep. Yeah, but, like, since it's, free, since it's, like, freestyle shit or whatever, like, he had, like, a lot of, like, really good ones and shit, you know what I'm saying? And I like his shit better than like um, the niggas yeah. who want sway shit. Yeah. But that was like a big thing. So I mean that and it like the shit you talking about right now is like I'm thinking this nigga why not? You know what I'm saying? If we still like shit from Jay Z or Busta Rhymes can still do some shit. Why can't Flex keep doing his thing? You know what I'm saying? Like he looked good. You know, pause. Mm-hmm. Like he looked like you know healthy and shit. Yeah. He got like the energy and fuck it. Why not? And niggas knew they come through there. You know what I'm saying? They got to see mm-hmm. him. You know what I mean? They can still know, like, that's what we respect, yo. If you a spitter, you're going to come through here. Because mm-hmm. no. Shit is something yeah. different right now. Flex, is, Flex is, is, is so relevant. You know what I mean? He's super yeah. relevant. And he keeps on finding ways to make himself relevant in this culture of hip-hop. Yeah, mm-hmm. huh? Respect. Yeah. Um, uh, Flex. Well, well, let's Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you may be listening to this podcast. We are the Better Than You Pod coming to you another week. Go around the room real quick, son. And what up? For real, man, that Apple shit, they, they serious? Wait, you say what? The shit you mm-hmm. said in the chat, that Apple shit, is serious? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I just put that in there. I, said, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to add it, but I'm going to just throw that shit in there. <sighs> Yeah, no, that shit. I mean, representation, yo, they love to do that shit. I love it. I just, I just look to see what the fuck you talking about. I love that shit. Yeah. Some of the cutest shit I see, like, is like, you know, um, or like maybe like maybe YouTube shorts or like fucking maybe little reels on Instagram or that Facebook shit. And uh, I see like the little like little toddlers, a little baby girls, black girls and shit with their little bonnet on. They had like one of them little Negro cartoons and shit. Fucking uh, the little cartoon dancing with the bonnet and saying like that shit cute, you know what I'm saying? And with the little mermaid being black, you know what I'm saying? That shit yeah. dope the representation. Like, yeah, man, that's what it is. 
Yeah. I mean, if you can see gay niggas and shit fucking on all our favorite TV shows and that being representation of gay niggas, then fuck it. Let some like unapologetically black shit be there for the, you know, the, the, yeah, the babies the and shit. And all that. Yeah. yeah. Should I? I'm happy. <laughs> be what I'm. <laughs> uh, yeah, peace, man. Power quality. Joe was good. <clears throat> ah man, hey, anything good. It's Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? I got that energy where I ain't too pressed for the weekend. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm happy tomorrow, Thursday and shit. I'm going to try to do as little as possible as far as work goes and also Friday. But it's like, I, I don't feel like, ah, oh, man, I need this weekend to come. It's like, I went to work today and shit, which is rare. You know what I'm saying? God bless COVID. You know what I'm saying? Um, changing up my whole work life. But um, yeah, now I went to work, did some work and shit. Motherfuckers was real happy to see me and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I felt productive today. And I was only there for a couple hours. And only did about maybe like 20 minutes worth of work for real, for real. And motherfuckers was like happy. They was jazzed and shit. And new raises is coming pretty soon. So it's like, fuck it. Let's go. Hi, that's what's up. That's what's up. I've been chilling. I don't know. I've been, I told you earlier, I don't know what the fuck going on with me. I can't stay awake for shit. <laughs> Iron, yo. Iron. I get, I get, to, I get to 6.30 and I'm... Archie Bunker in the chair, mouth out. You probably need iron and pause. You need vitamin, um, you know, the other one from the sunlight. <laughs> oh, shit. But, yo, moving on to some of the shit we got on the docket. Uh, keep this one light and fun. Recently, I saw, and I don't know what the whole situation is. I know me and Joe talked about it a little bit because I don't keep up with um. The Power Series and everything that he has on Stars, but 50 Cent announced that his Stars deal ended on Tuesday of this week with the post of him celebrating, like I believe it was like uh, one of the uh, championships where they were pouring champagne, uh, that his deal is up with Stars. And he said that he was going to let us know what his next move is going to be. I'm sure there's probably a lot of speculation out there because he does he did build a powerhouse at Stars with... Um, no pun intended, but a powerhouse that starts with his entire power series. Excuse me, being a savvy businessman, but I know I'll go to Joe on this one first because I didn't realize that. I guess even though he's out of the Stars deal, there's uh, some of the shows have been re-upped for another season on Stars, even though the, the quote-unquote deal is now over. I think that's what you were trying to say when we were talking about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering how how that whole shit's going to work out because. Um... Like you said, he got the Power Series. He got Power Book 2, Power Book 3, and Power Book 4. That's the um, the Tariq show, the Raising Canaan show, and the Tommy show. And he also has BMF. Now, I know they said they um, gave the Canaan show a early, like, third season renewal. And he's pretty much waiting for Power Book 2, the, um, the Tariq Ghost series and shit. You know, the one with um, Mary JMF on it to come back. So... I'm wondering, is that shit dead, or is that going to be, like, the last, like, run of the shit there? I mean, all I see is that they saying that 50 going to announce a, a new deal, like, soon or something like that. So, I don't know if he's going to announce, like, ah, I went to power and they doubled up, you know what I'm saying? They gave me the bag or some shit, or if it's really moving to another platform. Mm. I know he said shout out to BET. Lord knows, I hope the shit don't go to BET. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, cause, hey, but if, what if he makes it hot though? What if he? What if fifty is the thing that made BET hot? But uh, don't you lose because BET isn't a um, pay behind a paywall. They can't curse and maybe do a lot of the things they were doing on the show. Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm thinking. I think well, you know what? When he said when he shouted out to BET, I think they gave him. I think maybe the hip hop awards or maybe the award show gave him like hustle of the year. So maybe it was that. Maybe he wasn't actually saying that they a contender. But, like, with a show like Power, then if that shit, like, if it really does leave stars, that shit needs to go to Showtime, fucking HBO, or, like, just one of these streaming services, like, just straight to Hulu or some shit like that, or Netflix. I, I know they said that Courtney Kemp, she uh, got a Netflix deal, I believe, the one who created the original Power show. Um, All right, that's dope. Yeah, nah, but as long as, you know what I'm saying, as long as these shows are supposed to come out, come out, you know what I'm saying, like, I haven't I haven't gotten to the Tommy shit for real, but everything else. Black. Niggas niggas found out we didn't really like to see white boys on TV. 
I mean, that was my main thing with it. That was my main thing. And I, I watched the first episode. And, oh, shit, Tommy back. And it felt cool to see Tommy. But it's like the whole cast of folks didn't make you want to come back. Then, like, months later, I tried to watch the second episode. And I found out that his, like, his black, his half-black brother is, like, gay. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I'm definitely not going to watch this. I got I already got too many shows. I, wa- I watched The Shy. You know what I'm saying? And they done made Luke James. Only love trannies, and I watched fucking P Valley, which they say, like, I think they said it's come back in third season. I don't know if that was real or maybe they were just hopeful talking. I watched that shit, and niggas is gay. So I was like, I don't need to watch Tommy's black brother be gay and whatever the fuck. Like, I don't, he wasn't flaming them, but still, it's like, and I don't like the show. Like you said, we don't want to see white boys on TV like that. Yeah. But shout out to 50. Though. That's hilarious. Now it's the Shout out to 50. Yeah, definitely shout out to 50. Uh, oh another thing I saw today I I actually these two things I ended up seeing today I don't know if I put them back to back but I did put them back to back Usher sold his stake in the Bieber quote unquote franchise for 40 million so I guess he's kind of he was part of the label that him and um shit I forgot the dude's name that's going to irritate me now Discovered Bieber signed yeah thank you Scooter Braun signed and developed and, and put and put Bieber out through their label and Scooter was the manager as well. And he sold his stake in the I guess the Bieber catalog or in, in Bieber for forty million. I think that's a nice cash in at the right time too. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's kinda at a, I think it's peaked out a little bit. So it's time, you know, almost like a stock. I know B we always getting in and uh Joe's always talking about stocks and stuff like that. So I think he got out at the right time. You know, in terms of Justin Bieber's self, got his forty million. Can't he can't sing anymore? No, no, no. I think he can. I just think he's peaked in terms of his um his where he's at. Like I don't see him, you know, doing anything else major. He can. He's gonna maintain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just don't see him doing anything crazy. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, but shout out to Usher. Kind of, I think kind of aged out of that. Yeah. He's kind of married like now, to like, that, like that, being like yeah. that, being that young pop star shit. You know what I'm saying? Even though he can still put out bangers, it's not like it's not like Bieber mania type shit. The kids got like they own fucking yeah. You know, folks, they gonna go crazy for for the next like ten years and shit. But yeah, shout out to Usher, man. Yeah, and really, right before we um started the pot, we don't have a number yet excuse me we don't have a, we don't have a number yet but i did see it's supposed to be in the high eight figures as well and he sold it i think you joe you said from it was from 2004 to 2020 i think was the the time yeah span. i believe that's what it said mm-hmm. yeah 600 i believe it's Wait, what I think I saw it said 612 i thought I, I saw that and i thought and if i'm not mistaken it was um when i read it i'm pulling it up now again i believe it was um 612 songs that were in that catalog that's going to sell for, again, we don't have the final numbers, but that is what I, that's just what I, so yeah, Future has sold the publishing rights to his recorded output from 2004 to 2020 to the investment firm Influence Media Partners. The catalog contains 612 titles, including his collaborations with Kendrick yeah, them Drake, created and so on and so forth. Them niggas created that company just to buy that shit. Yeah. Yep. And influence mm-hmm. uh, media partners are the same people that purchased um, Bruno Mars publishing rights uh, mm-hmm. for 300. Sorry, Bruno and Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber. That's, that's what I said. So they spent $300 million buying all the rights to those mm-hmm. and publishing. So that means we know the publishing game is the long game because that's where artists get to maintain making money. Even after their time has passed, that they're, because those things are timeless, we can look to Prince or Michael Jackson. Well, Michael Jackson is probably the major one right now. That's still and the Beatles too. That they're they're still getting you know making money off of their publishing and things like that. So shout out to future. Shout out to future. He's the first one. He's the first one of the um current crop rappers rather that have sold it. I know I saw uh last week uh, Chuck D sold his. I don't know. How much there was no number attached to it, but I did see that Chuck D he sold, sold his. Yeah, Chuck D sold now, his. Yeah. Who did he sell it to though? 
Oh shit! You got whoever came to him with some bread. He the only nigga that matters. Yeah, he is. He's the only one that has the, you know, he does have a hundred percent ownership outside of it's just him, Flav, and Terminator X. Nah, but like you um, can't let some white boy be in charge of. You know what I'm saying? Don't believe the hype. You know what mm I mean? Fight the power. Yeah, you can't let some white boy be in charge of fight the power. Yo. I, I I need to know more about that Chuck D shit. That shit sounds very interesting. I know yeah, it was a, a, no, go ahead. I'm looking it up. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm saying I know it was a, um some months ago, whatever the shit came out. But remember, Irv Gotti had sold had did some deal, and yeah. uh, he sold some shit, yeah. and they was talking about um and when the shit came out, the headlines were like three hundred million dollars and shit. He yeah, sold the but, entire Murder and his stake in uh and in Murder Inc. I forgot the company he sold. Yeah, but selling cool ain't the same as selling. It was called uh, a company called Ionicast or something, Iconicast, some shit like that. And they highlighted it in like his in the documentary that Murder Inc. got. But the deal when they talk about in the doc, like it was, it was oh three hundred million dollars. But the deal they talk about in the doc was he sold the shit for like fifty million dollars, and the company is giving him uh two hundred and Fifty million dollar line yeah. of credit to do shit. So I'm yeah. like, that ain't the same as getting three hundred million dollars straight right. up. I mean, right. And he was like, yeah, you, you have I'm access a- to money. Yeah. Yeah, you got access to a quarter billion dollars and shit. Yeah, but I get to keep my my company with tails and I'm making movies. And shit. I'm like, that's cool, that's dope. And I ain't gonna knock a nigga for getting fifty million dollars and getting like a quarter billion dollar line of credit. But it's like, it's different than like, oh, Irv Gotti sell this shit for three hundred million dollars, which was. Which is all the fucking like right, which is how they framed, which was the narrative, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Public Enemies Chuck D has sold a sizable chunk of his songwriting catalog to his longtime publisher Reach Music. So actually, I remember this now because he sued Reach Music for unpaid publishing for like a million dollars. He got a million dollars from them for like I forgot how long ago, but it's over. Um, it's over three hundred songs from nineteen eighty seven to two thousand twelve. So obviously, we know. Oh, it, it includes the publishing for It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back, Fear of a Black Planet, and a Cop and a, uh, Apocalypse 91, and The Enemy Strikes Back, which are the albums that we know, especially It Takes a Million to Hold Us Back, Fear yeah. of a Black Planet, and The Enemy Strikes Back. So those are, those are the albums that I know you'd be re- referencing. We bring the noise, fight yeah. the power, welcome to the Terradrome, um, B, that you were trying to refer to. So that's who he um that's who he sold to. Again, there's no numbers attached to it, but it's been they've been his publishers from day one. So oh. there's um there's that. Yeah. Yep. So something interesting to keep an eye on and things like that. Um, I wanted to talk about Woman King. I know we kind of talked about it, and I kind of was asking Andy if he was going to see it. I think he did see it because there was a lot of he backlash. Yeah, there was a lot of backlash about it, and what was happening. I think we talked about, I think we talked about it last week, if I'm not mistaken as well, because they got 50 million to put this movie. Well, she got 50 million. Violet Davis, shout out to her, got 50 million. This was funded with $50 million to make this movie. And there was a lot of us, the black Twitter, I guess is where I was seeing a lot of the conversation happening about the woman King and the pushback against the movie but from everything that I heard, and I'll go to you guys, but everything I heard, everybody said the movie was great. I don't know, Andy, did you, did you catch it? Of course. <laughs> Damn, this sounds like disappointment. But go ahead, yeah. No, I wasn't disappointed. It's actually really fucking good. It's a perfect, <laughs> the perfect like little action movie. It's like uh, when you deal with things that have to do with some kind of historical perspective there's always going to be some things missing like um like braveheart it didn't really go that way but it's a great fucking movie this is a great fucking movie it was entertaining it was enjoyable they mentioned the whole thing they mentioned like a part of it about the whole slave trade thing and so on and so forth i just rather people not get bent out of shape about shit it's it's, it's based upon something not like it's it's what hundreds of years ago. It's not going to be historically accurate. Like, no one was there. They just going off historical documents, and it is what it is. People just pissed off because the tribe itself at the time were basically how they gained their wealth. is like, they send warriors into other villages, and they would, like, like basically go to war, and basically whoever's left over and survive, and they would just sell them off into slavery. Fucked up, sure, but that's how they made 
they're making so rich and powerful. And people have an issue because, like, well, you're kind of making a movie about the slave trade. Like, no, you're not. You're making a movie about one thing, and you're taking it one way, just a part of the story. It's a whole different it's part. U.S. slave trade, not like other slave trade. Because I'm, in the U.S. slave trade, your children's children's children would be a slave. You know what I mean? That you never get out of it. That's different than them niggas with this survive yeah. the fit, let the strong survive. Yeah, with this shit, like when, when I heard when I saw Woman King come coming out, I was like, okay, right, right, Woman Davis is gonna play fucking T'Challa and shit. You know what I'm saying? And this low budget like Black Panther like spit off that shit. You know what I'm saying? Just joking and shit. But um, then I saw an interview with um, what's the brother's name that played the king? Um, Sean John Boyega. Boyega, yeah. And uh, he's always impressed me and shit every time I heard him speak. Yeah. And in in, uh, in his interview with the Breakfast Club, that's the one I saw. Um, recently, you talk about the other film, but then we talk about this one. Um, he mentioned, you know, the shit dealing with the slave trade. And he said that they hand, he thought they handled it like in a in a good way. But as soon as he mentioned that something about the slave trade, and I did my little like little history or you know what the like the historical shit about it, I was thinking somebody ain't gonna fuck with this because it's like if this because just watch it like just the trailers, like it's supposed to be some triumphant shit, you know, these women warriors and shit, yada yada yada. But the fact that the fucking kingdom was dealing with the fucking slave trade, yeah. someone is going like feel some type of way about it. I haven't seen the film yet. I'm probably going to wait till there's like a good bootleg or the shit comes on streaming so I can download it legally and watch it. I'm not giving them no money and shit because, you know, fuck it, it ain't Black Panther. But um, I look forward to watching it. And, uh, yeah. and Ant says that they handled the shit well, cool, but I guess they, the fact that they handled it well and probably clean enough that you could forgive them for being, I, I feel like that's probably how they handled it. So, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, they're doing shit, you know, but we can forgive them for it. I see why niggas is outraged. But like Brian said, this fucking African diaspora and shit is like some different shit. And I, I don't know, but God bless. And I saw Viola Davis and, uh, and uh, Gina, whatever the fuck her last name is, that made the, uh, the, the director. Uh, and uh, so cute little Gina Rock, Gina Rock, by the way. Yes, Rock, by the way. Yeah, and there's some pretty little black girl shit uh, that's in the shit, too. I saw them on The Breakfast Club, and they was talking about women empowerment shit, like like you said, Alex getting up to $50 million to make sure they could do the shit, do the shit how they want to do it. Um, You know, I say God bless. I hope they get that money back, and I hope, you know, that I don't know. I hope motherfuckers feel inspired, shit. <laughs> Word. Well, yeah, go see that shit. I heard it was good. It's and it's and uh five star stamp or four star stamp. <laughs> I mean, everybody I know that's seen it. I know a a friend of mine who works at a nonprofit got all these black women, like they rented out of the theater. It's actually so many of them they had to that's put dope. them in two, and it was like they all enjoyed it. They didn't have anything negative to say about it. Like, I take your word for it. Then I saw like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's really what I heard from the people that actually went and saw it. Like, nobody had anything bad to say. They was like, oh, this shit was pretty good. Like, this shit, like, I enjoyed it. And some people yeah. went and said that you're going to be mad when you watch Black Panther. I was like, how the fuck would you even know? You ain't see Black Panther. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, now, nah, shout out to them. Uh, you know, I don't go to the movies, but I'll definitely, when it comes to the uh, one of the platforms, I'm definitely going to check it out. Um, another movie that dropped was End of the Road. Uh, I know Star Ludacris and Latifah, Joe. It sounds like you might have something to say about it. Go ahead. <laughs> well, no, all, all, all I can say is that when I when the shit popped up that, that it was coming that it was coming up, that it was up on Netflix, I was like, oh shit. Um, I didn't catch it. I guess the Friday whenever it dropped, I just saw like during like the beginning of the work week. I was like, okay, I'm gonna chill. You know what I'm saying I'm not gonna watch this. I'm gonna wait till like the weekend and wake up and watch it, be like refreshed and enjoy it. Then I heard motherfuckers blasting it. I was like, oh shit. And I didn't want to watch it. Then the weekend came and I put it on. And I don't know if it was the naysayers and shit that made me not enjoy it or if the fact that it really started slow and not that good that I didn't really get through it. I, I had, um, but, So I didn't watch the whole shit. I think Brian and Ant saw the whole shit, though. Yeah, no, I saw it, Paul. I mean, there's a nice little something to watch. I don't think Queen Latifah really misses, you know what I mean? It... I don't think she really been trying lately, like, oh, I'm gonna have like this big movie or anything like that. It's just little light shit that she been if you were expecting something big out of it, then it wasn't that. 
It was some. It was like a you know Friday night movie or something. Well, not, uh, okay. Yeah. Good job. Oh, I thought Ant was gonna have something on it. No, oh, I can't it. Yeah. But not with that. No, but the thing was, it's like I wasn't having fun, and I'm looking at Latifah. Who I have, I I don't know if there's anything Latifah's done that I didn't enjoy, whether right. it was hilarious or it was like dramatic. Yeah. But just yeah. this yep. shit wasn't flowing, yeah. and I didn't like the kids, and I like Ludacris. It's like I'm looking at Ludacris and Latifah. I expected to either laugh my fucking ass off or fucking be enthralled by the drama because both them motherfuckers act their ass off. You know what I'm saying? I remember Ludacris. I, I thought Luda was acting weird though in this one. This yeah, was a- it was it was good. Like I love I love Luda in the Fast and Furious shit. And I remember when fucking um light skin nigga and shit. Oh, uh, what's the nigga name? When Terrence Howard had his like his year when he had fucking Hustle and Flow and Crash. Luda was in Hustle and Flow and Crash. And I love Luda in both of them shits. You know what I'm saying? He killed that shit in Crash dramatically and shit just in his funny to us. It's like. I'm watching this and I'm not enjoying a movie with Latifah literally sitting next to Ludacris in a fucking car going off to do some shit. And it's like, why am I not enjoying yeah. this? Like, yeah. Then it was weird with these white folks and shit. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a chance. Yeah, it but... was super weird. Like that, like the type of villains that they chose were weird. Now that I can't, I can't lie about. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that, that those. I mean, it was, it was, it was weird. But it wasn't like too weird to watch. It was nice enough to watch, and it was Queen Latifah. All right, they got Jersey. 32, 32 on the thirty-two percent on the Rotten Tomatoes. That's by the critics, and the audience gave it a fifteen percent. Motherfuckers hated this shit. <laughs> that was white people. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> well, well, all the niggas was blasting it on my fucking uh. It was niggas on my on my Facebook feed like no. Yeah, I'll check it out. I'm behind on a I'm behind on a bunch of I didn't even watch that um Adam Sandler and Queen Latifah one yet, but I'm gonna get to it this weekend. Yeah, that's the one I know you told me is dope. That far it stays at the top of my mind because I know I'm fuck with Adam Sandler no matter what. We already talked about Adam Sandler. Well, how I feel about him, he's top ten. Um. You have put in the um, chat, and I actually went and looked at it, and I kind of just jotted it down, and we don't have to really go through it too much, but you have put um, 10 Netflix uh, documentaries that was a must-see, I think it's like must-see documentaries. I don't know if anybody saw any, but the ones that kind of stuck out to me and then be, if I missed one, just because I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't know what it is, but because the, the title didn't jump out, but yeah. I thought the, um, the Bitcoin one was one because yeah. there was a lot of talk about it. Um, being that uh, that is that it could be over. Um, the what was the other one I saw? Oh, Sad Hill on Earth. I think that's a Clint Eastwood doc. I'm not sure, only because I just saw him on the cover. The um, minimalism or Ant. Somebody was. Talk- I don't know if it's the same one, but somebody was talking about it. I don't know if it was the same. If that if the show was separate from what that actually was, but I don't know. Were there any others that stuck out to you, B? Nah, I mean those those were kind of the ones. Um, some of them I I had seen before. Um, but yeah, the Bitcoin one maybe, really. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the one that stuck out. That's the one that's clearly stuck out to me. It's like that, but just wanted to mention. That. I mean, Netflix has kind of been struggling a little bit with everybody else, but they have been having a couple of good documentaries. I know we've talked about a few on here, so they do. Seem to be, have, you know, have a nice run on um, documentaries as well. Yeah, yeah. Tim Donahue <sighs> okay. was pretty good. Yo. Which one? Here's Tim the thing Donahue about one. the Tim Donahue one. Okay. Right? It's false. Oh, I know. It's a bunch of bullshit, but it's still it's funny. It's a bunch of bullshit. And, 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 and the nigga that wrote the book was like, yo, nobody even hit him up. They're just still going on the little lies that Tim Donahue used to say that got disproven in court. And disproven by the facts. And they were like, yo, nobody followed up with any of the little simple questions and answers between the shit. Because um, what, what's his name? Uh, Amin, whatever. The, the basketball nigga, Amin, whatever. You know mm-hmm. who he is? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, on ESPN, right? Oh, um, Amin Al-Hassan. Yeah, Amin Al-Hassan. He's on a show 
um, called like Basketball Illuminati or some shit. And they called the guy that wrote the book on the Tim Donahue situation on there twice. And he, this nigga was pissed. He was going off. He was like, dude, these are the laziest people ever. Because he was like, yo, they just had to not read. You know what I mean? Like, it was crazy. Just me. real quick, Tim Donahue was the uh, the uh, NBA referee that was betting, was uh, gambling on games, if I'm not mistaken. That's a fact. <clears throat> Yeah, so just so nobody knew who nobody knew who it was, but that's what we're talking about. But um, yo, you had something on it? Oh, oh no, no, I'm just saying you was fixing. Oh. I, I watch, I watched that one, but I didn't really like dig into deep on what was real or not. I didn't even know all that shit. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, then we get staying with the NBA theme. Uh, this week they dropped the Jeremy Lin trailer. Damn, and now I don't know the name of it. Oh, thirty-eight points in the garden is the name of it. 38 points okay. in the garden. I think, yeah. I think there's a few trailers out there, but the main one, which was the official one that HBO put out, that I think I put in our chat, I, I think everybody, I think probably everybody kind of looked at it. It has this thing, like, it was just larger in life for those two weeks, that two-week period, even though he was born, you know, and Melo was hurt. But they have, it's like this big, larger-than-life picture of what was going on. And I wonder... And this is just how I thought about it. I wonder how it felt outside of New York. Because in New York, we've, I felt it, and most of us are in the tri-state area at that time. I think we all kind of felt different. Plus, we're Nick fans. So I, yeah, I, 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 wanna have, I wanna be objective about it, but I just wanted to know, does it hit like that around every place else? Go ahead, B, you were about to say? I wasn't in New York at the time. Oh, okay. And, um, I'm gonna be honest. Well, was I in New York? I don't, yeah, no, I wasn't in New York at the time, but but I'm gonna be honest, like it, it it felt um it niggas really didn't give a fuck except for mm-hmm. like he was on um CNN and shit like that. Like, you know what I mean? It broke through in that way. And so they were seen in other places, you know what I mean? So like people knew what was happening. They didn't know, like I don't think he lasted long enough to right, I agree. for for them to like have seen him. All the Asian people I know were big on it, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. But I don't think he lasted long enough for them to like have fallen in love with the story and have gone to see him play and you know what I mean or any of those type of things you know I don't think that because it wasn't it wasn't as, as long as people said it was just Mello was hurt nigga we needed you yeah. know what I mean yeah other mm-hmm. down for a little while that all yeah my whole shit is I didn't see enough shit about Jeremy Lin I mean I'm gonna watch it because it's Nick shit you know what I'm saying and it's you know probably well put together but. Like, I, 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 there was like a brief moment that I was like, oh, this shit is dope, you know, because the Knicks was winning and shit like that. But I was also on my like, fuck this nigga type shit, because it's like, motherfuckers had that recency bias, like a motherfucker, like jumping out the window. It's like, yo, man, if Jeremy Lin, you know what I'm saying? If they, if they just let Jeremy Lin, you know, rock with mellow and shit, then we got like two superstars. It's like, huh? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, like he had a game when he was doing playing against Kobe and shit. You know what I'm saying? And he, I think Kobe ate, of course, and shit. But I don't know if the Knicks might have snuck by a win. Like, so I forget what. But during that little Sandy shit, it was like, motherfuckers was jumping out the window, and it was like some, I don't know. It's like all these niggas in the league. You know what I'm saying? All of these good black players in the league, and Jeremy Lin get him a little bag or a nice bag from what was it the Raptors? Yeah, and, no, the Rockets, the Rockets. The Rockets. Oh, oh my bad. Oh, the Rockets, yeah, yeah, yeah. They signed them on the restricted yeah. agent. Yeah, yeah. They, they signed them on that. It was fun concept. to watch, though, Joe. Hold on. Let's not shit on this shit. Here's the thing, because I'm a Knicks fan. I've watched every Knicks game for at least mm-hmm. 20 years. Like, so it was it was some of the more fun Knicks games ever. Yeah, in, it was. In mm-hmm. the most fun Knicks season ever. And that's the thing. J.R. Smith just came around. You know what I mean? Like, that season was lit. Kmart was dead. Like, you know what I mean? That season started to be lit. So, him, what Jeremy Lin did is he rolled that Mike D'Antoni shit. And and Jeremy Lin was able to to pass the ball and take contact and finish a layup, you know? And that's really what we needed somebody to do in that type of offense because we really didn't need a point guard, like, quote, unquote. He didn't need to be Steve Nash. He just had to have like a Steve Nash quality. Pass it here or dribble here. And and then, 
you know, the biggest thing that Jeremy Lin did is he made that shot over Toronto when when he um, kept the ball and then shot the three to win the game. So that kind of kept the lure. But other than that, really what he was doing was he was running a pick-and-roll offense. And we had two of the best bigs in the NBA at the time, Mari Steinmeier and Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler was being a beast. Like, you got to look. Like, look at what Tyson Chandler was doing at the time. It looked like he could change the uh, – he could make any team win 50 games. Okay. Yeah, I feel you. And, you know, I, I enjoyed that, you know, it makes a winning during the time. But, like I said, maybe it's just me and me and my, you know, my blackness and shit. It really, motherfuckers was really ruining that shit for me when they was acting like this motherfucker was like a star. Like he could legit like have a like a real like all star type career in the yeah. NBA when it's like, nah, nigga, this is like when that kid with autism, you know what I'm saying, goes out there and makes like eight straight three pointers and shit. Um, when they put him in like at the season ender, you know what I'm saying? Like and it goes viral, you know what I'm saying? He ain't like he ain't real, you know what I'm saying? Like that was my whole shit. Like I, I was I was reading up different shit with Alex was mentioning this and like at the time the New York Times name said that Jeremy Lin was the most popular player, the most popular Knicks player in a decade. You know what I'm saying? We and then like really? I mean like fuck it. I know I know it was a shitty ass decade, but like Amari Stoudemire comes nah, to the team and looking shit, at it. And, the problem, the thing with that is, is that basketball was playing in Asia at the time and they had lost Yao Ming. So two billion people were sitting there turning their TV. That's why he was the most popular player. It was that Asian, it was China. Yeah, but I don't know how many, I don't know if there was a Chinese motherfucker that wrote that shit in the New York Times and shit and said he oh, was no, the most but popular what player of the decade. Based on, they're basing yeah. on the China numbers. Yeah, and, that, and that's the whole shit, like, you know I mean, shit like that would be cool, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, it's one of them things where it's like, motherfuckers, like, it gave me the same feeling when motherfuckers, like, I don't know, when niggas went to, like, fucking, uh, when, when niggas dressed up in kente cloth and shit like that, that they never watched a fucking Marvel movie, and then went to the Black Panther, like, a million times and shit, <laughs> and said it was the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> now, Black Panther was a great Marvel movie. And it's right. like top five, but it's like, yo, fuck, you ain't, you, you, you don't, you don't even know the other shit, you know what I'm saying? It's like when motherfuckers, we mentioned this maybe last week, when motherfuckers that wasn't, maybe did, and maybe week before, something like how I felt when like Kaepernick took a knee and motherfuckers that would never even like blink if they saw like a football game was on, like we boycotting football and it was the loudest motherfuckers or like Facebook, I'm like, yo, you don't even like, no watch. shit about yeah, football. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you, don't you never know, watch yeah. it. You you like it's like you don't know the first uh, down there, the second down there. Yeah, so for all these Chinese folks, I know Chinese like the fucking basketball and shit, but it's like it was too many like outsides, like, yo, this is the greatest guy ever. And it's like, nah, yo. And nah, he's the greatest cause he's doing this job, whatever. Now, if they build around him, we can win it. Shut up. You know what I'm saying? Like, just let me enjoy this, you know what I'm saying? They go up me, yo, this kid nice. Like, yo, he nice. So see what he did. That's dope. Yo, he might be, he might be really good. Hopefully, that would be great if he's really good. Yo, we're gonna be the greatest nigga ever. Yo, shut the fuck up. It's like that buildup. But I really like Jeremy Lin, and I like the way his career went because he got really like humbled and shit. Um, you see, he's always humble. But just the fact that motherfuckers like just stopped saying his name, but he was still like in the league, trying to get some minutes, maybe having a little good game here and there. Like his career should have went. And I'm happy that he got that bread, that it wasn't from us. You know what I'm saying? He got some bread. He seemed like a really cool kid. You know what I'm saying? But it's like. Yeah. Know, and I mean, and the, some of the other pieces yeah. I saw that I'm interested to see the full thing. Obviously, it's a trailer, but I'm reacting to the four minute trailer when, um, God, I forgot her name that used to be on The View. Lisa Lin, I think her name is. She was reacting and saying, wow, there's, there's this Chinese guy. He's dunking and he's dribbling between his legs and he's doing all this. And the Chinese people, this was our moment. And there was somebody that we could attack. And I was just thinking, and I get it. But for the short period of time, it was like, that's like, were y'all that starved that you didn't have anything else to hold yeah, on to? Yeah, they were. They were? Okay. This okay. is where you can't get that off, yo. I no, that's what I said. I only saw it as a trailer, so I'm only reacting nah, to it. 
to understand the whole thing. People starved. I mean, I know it because I talked to a lot of them. You know what I mean? No, it was this, it was a thing. You can't now there. You don't want to diminish that because they'll be on your head because it's something that they cared about. Well, the reason I say that be is because to Joe's point, like Yao Ming was a legit star before yeah, he did, but then he actually did actual damage. Legit, he was yes. a problem against Shaq. Like I never no, thought no. Jeremy Lin was a problem, but yeah. So I, I just like I said, I need to probably see the see the whole thing. I'm reacting to a four minute clip without full context and every maybe there's more that they'll go in depth about. But you know, we're Nick fans, so we're gonna watch we're gonna, we're gonna watch it anyway. So mm-hmm. shout out to Jeremy. Shout out to excuse me, shout out to Jeremy Lynn. Um oh I put this on the list only because it came I don't know I was in, you know, yellow I'm always on Clubhouse. This actually came up and I looked it up because I was wondering what happened to Bel Air? Like we should have we should already have the second season. You know what I'm saying? With the way that with the way that streaming works, I feel like we should already have the second season of Bel Air. But I did see today. I did see today or yesterday actually that they started shooting as of this week, I believe, and the new season will be released in 2023. They didn't have any other information on like how long or who, what, when, when, why. I don't know if anybody else looked into it, but I just wanted to quickly mention. Yeah, I, I think they might have mentioned as soon as like the season was over that. Uh, Bel Air's coming back um, in 2000. And, uh, oh, they did? Okay. okay yeah, maybe, cause, yeah, maybe I just yeah, missed it. Because it, uh, it came out, I think the show started uh, February this year. Yeah. Something like that. And they had like, maybe like eight episode run or maybe no, 10 episode run. And uh, yeah, but not because they, cause they immediately got like a two season order. Like when the show got picked up. Like, so. Right. Yeah, they, yeah I don't know. Maybe it's because then. In the streaming life, it just seems like forever. Like, I feel like they should already be back because of the fall, if that makes sense. Yeah. And they're not back, so I'm like, damn, this shit, I feel like this should take too long. But, yeah, I, I didn't, I probably wasn't even paying attention. They probably did put a blurb out there, and I wasn't, I mean, after the, the show ended, I didn't pay attention to it. But shout out to them, I just wanted to mention that really quick. Um, Joe, you had put in, you know, and I'm always, you all know, I'm always watching the show. Actually, I was putting, I always put the pictures of what episode I'm watching in there because I watch mm-hmm. the entire Different World franchise with the exception of season one. I have not watched season one, but I watched the entire, I watched the entire thing from season two to season six, I think it is, uh, all the way straight through every year, at least three times a year. It's on HBO mm-hmm. Max, a different world. But uh, I think it was yesterday they were on there, uh, Kadeem Hardison. And Jasmine Guy were on there, and they were celebrating the 35th anniversary. I think you said it's going to be Sunday, Joe, if I'm not mistaken. The 35th uh, anniversary of um, A Different World. And yeah, they, I know I always talk about, my bad, Joe, I just always talk about how important this show is to me. Like, it's one of my top, semi-top three. I think I have it as my number one, if I think about it, but it probably is my number one. Because I'm just very attached to it. And the time that I was watching, I think I was 16, 17, thinking about college, trying to figure everything out. And just to see that type of, and we always talk about representation, but in that moment, at that point in time, that representation, rep, excuse me, representation to me was everything, especially my moms who worked for NBC and I have been there just about every single, for the first five seasons of the Cosby show, I have been to every single taping of the Cosby show. And then to, so my attachment to it was just a little bit deeper, but being 16 and matriculating, trying to figure out life and seeing that i was like oh shit this shit looks so cool like i want to be part of this even though i didn't go to hbcu but i just felt an attachment to it but go ahead uh, joe you about to say something oh yeah man it was like a real treat when it popped up on on the youtube that it had like this i think hour and five minute long interview with uh kadeem hardison and uh and jasmine guy who pretty much are like you know <clears throat> a different world you know uh and uh, it was just a really cool interview. They talked about the show, like, from beginning to end. They talked about, like, iconic moments when uh, when, when Pac was on there. Kadeem said he, he uh, actually directed that episode and shit. And uh, they talked about how he hit, like, you know, some, uh, you know, some big topics and shit. And they also talked about, you know, like, uh, shit, they was, like, number two and number one for, like, a stretch, but how they wasn't getting bread like that. And then uh, Kadeem talked about when... Uh, when he really realized he wasn't getting bread like that, when uh, I think they were two, I think Cosby was one, and Chairs was like three, and he was on, he did White Man Can't Jump. Everybody knows Kadeem had a, uh, Kadeem had a, uh, Kadeem had a, uh, had a smaller role in White Man Can't Jump, and Woody Harrelson starred in the shit opposite uh, Wesley Snipes. He said he got to talk with Woody, and he thought what Woody was making, it was like, 
the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Because Chiz had a bigger cast, and they was, you know, the show that was three, they was three, they wasn't even two and shit, but I, you know, he went back, got them some more money and shit like that, how it was like a good experience, but nah, like 35 years ago, that shit came out, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like fucking seven when that shit came out, so what, like 13, 14, or like about 14 years old when the shit went off the air, and it was really dope, that representation, and I wish that it was on a bit longer, or maybe that I was older when it came out, because yeah. I think if it was, then I probably definitely would have went, like, the HBCU route, because that show just felt like home, you know what I'm saying? Like, that is pro- that is my favorite comedy of all time, sitcom of all time and shit. I would say show, but it's probably The Wire in terms of all shows, but, like, nah, that, that, that was, like, a dope show. And they just got so many like iconic like episodes and shit, just moments. I don't watch the whole shit like Alex does, but I go online and I Google um, certain episodes and shit that I just want to watch because they were so dope. Like the wedding episode, the two part one, when the Wayne crashed, um, the wedding that Whitley's gonna have with the senator yeah. and shit. That yeah, one is yeah, my yeah. shit. I love that. And I love Kadeem. Um, I love Charlamagne asked the question, how did Kadeem do the scene? And Kadeem broke it down. It was, it was so great. And Charlamagne even shared that clip on his IG. That was worth watching. I go back and I watch the uh, episode about, like, racism and shit. Well, there was a few different ones, but the main one I watched when uh, they went to the football game. And, yeah, uh, with the car. The white, yeah, yeah when the white was about the right nigga in this motherfucker car, and they was in jail. That shit is one of the episodes. And they just got so, they got so many great ones and shit. Like, they had an episode with fucking... Uh, but Kim was when Whitley wanted to dress Kim up like Nami and shit. But there was his colorism. Yeah. There was just so many like deep, like just dope moments and shit. And there was one where uh, I, I, there's too many shit. I, I just go and talk. Yeah, it's a lot. It's I a just, lot. Now nah, you're right. You yeah. when, you're right. When you get into it, there's a there's a lot. And not to cut you, Joe, but I like how they also extended the characters. And we got um, uh, forgot I forgot their names. Bumper Robinson his name, but I can't remember his name on the show. He was the basketball one that was dating Lena, which is um. Jada Pinkett, like we saw the evolution of other characters come on that show where it mm-hmm. could have probably kept going, but continue. I didn't mean to cut you. I just wanted to say that. Oh yeah, you, you, I'm glad you did come because I kept rambling. But as far as that goes, one thing Kadeem said was that he didn't like how they cut the show off. He said that with a show like that, bringing in that new class, they should have like. He said he wished they would have phased out like him and like Whitley and shit and. And and you know like Kim maybe a little bit right, more, right? And brought up like the Lena character, Gina character, Bumper Robinson's character, um, Shorty Charmaine from uh, who played Cousin Pam's friend on Cosby Show that went on this. You know what I'm saying? And he said they could have kept that shit going for like, well, he said they could still be on now. I doubt That's it would last fact. that long. It ain't long. Yeah, yeah but it could have. It could have though. It, it could have been it, one of those type of shows. Like yeah, long it yeah, it could have. It could at least took all of us through college and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, really? Because it was a great that's vehicle. A fact. Nah, that's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. And that's one thousand percent a fact. Ah, uh, just classic shit, man. It was a great interview too. Yeah. It was. It was cool seeing fucking Whitley there and shit, and fucking the way way there and shit. He all big and shit on his uncle Phil shit, but God bless him, man. Niggas is old. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at these motherfuckers. I'm like, yo, they should do a reboot, yo. Fucking let this big yeah, that's what I said. I said the same shit, but it gotta be a reboot. It gotta be a reboot similar to how they did um um Bel Air, like it's really updated. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they did a reboot with like different folks and shit, kind of brought the whole experience. Then it'd be different. But yeah, that was uh that would be dope. That would be dope if they did some Bel Air type shit. Get that Bel Air effect and shit. But yeah, nah, folks. If you're a fan, you should definitely catch that. Uh, Interview, it, it, it was dope, and yeah. yeah, be your aunt before I move on. If you have anything on it, because I know we kind of went through it a lot. Mm, no, I'm good. Okay, yeah. but yeah, you know, uh, that's my favorite. That's that is like Joe is my all time, at least sick from a sitcom standpoint. What that show meant and everything. So shout out to that. I might end up watching it in another couple of weeks again. Um. I put it. I put it in the group, and I don't know if anybody got a chance to see it outside. Of, I know B, you might you might not might have missed it. There's a group that um that was just brought to my attention like uh, earlier today. There's a group called Flow, 
that's being marketed like the new Destiny's Child. And it's not really more about the group. I did listen to some of the music. It's cool. Y'all can check it out whenever you get a chance to check it out. But it's called Flow. They're out of the UK. They literally look like a Destiny's Child. There's a light-skinned lead singer. There's a nice brown-skinned girl. And there's a nice, beautiful chocolate girl as well. So they have the same setup visually as Destiny's Child. I don't know if the talent level is there. But some of the music is cool. Um, but it just it got me to think, like, can an can R&B group survive in this current climate? Like, it feels like we haven't had a, a boy group or a girl group that lasted or actually did had impact, like, since Destiny's Child and maybe since, I don't even, I can't even think of the guy group that might have had that impact since, um, damn, I can't even think of what, what, what the last one would have been. I don't know. Fuck it, was B2K? B2K, okay, B2K, thanks, that's a good one. Actual boy B2K, band. yeah, yeah, that was actual boy band and stuff like that. But I, I just wonder, and like I said, the conversation's not really around them. They just sparked a quick conversation I was just having with myself. Like, yo, can R&B groups survive? Can R&B groups survive? Because we have Division right now, but they're not getting a lot of play in the sense that song that they put out is dope. But I don't know, can an R&B group survive right now? I don't know what your thoughts Nah, cause there's too much, too many people, too too much money to split around and shit, yo. I always mm. wonder why why they didn't um why they keep on like interviewing all these B2K niggas and not addressing. Didn't one of them niggas get molested? Yeah, though he was there. He was at that. Yeah, yeah like right, I, right, I, right. I said not getting addressed. In any no, he wasn't. No, no, he wasn't going into that shit. Oh no, no, he wasn't going to mention it. Yo, we drinking, we having fun. Hey, yo, Razby, tell about how your cousin touched your ass. And, you know, you know like, no, they wasn't going to do that. I mean, Char- Charlemagne mentioned the shit to Omarion when he had Omarion on there last week by himself. Oh, yeah. He said, yeah, he ain't say, like, he said, you know, what you think about how we blah, blah, blah with Razby, how he said where he felt triggered by, like, I guess some footage because Omarion has a book and a doc coming out of some shit. And Omarion was like, yeah, you know, I feel bad for it. But he said that he just think that Raz B be like uh, playing that shit up when he get when he get a chance to get some press and shit like that. And, yeah. you know, this, that, whatever. He said he ain't never see it. You know what I'm saying? And he ain't say it didn't happen and shit. But, yeah, yeah nah, it's, it's weird, man. But, nah, did that whole kind of group do this shit anymore? Like, like Brian said, it's like, if you if you niggas don't want to split that bread, you know what I'm saying? Cause you get to a certain point. Cause I, I love like uh fuck it. I love the new edition story or B or BT. I actually downloaded it, I got it and I watched it or whatever. Now I got the Paramount Plus, it's there right now, I'm trying to go stay there. But I watched it again recently, the three part shit. And I mean that's like some real shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like this ain't like back in the day where you know, motherfuckers was finding motherfuckers and putting together in groups, or niggas was come going to groups and trying to get a record deal. And record companies had like real A and R was teaching niggas how to fucking dance, vocal coaching, all of this shit, this that, whatever. And then like, you know, you only got so many people that's gonna be able to like have records in the stores and shit. You know what I'm saying? And only so many acts gonna really have like a big push to actually go on tour and shit. Nowadays, like. Niggas can record a whole fucking album in their house and shit, you know what I'm saying? Or on their phone, they can record that shit on the train, nigga, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, why would you want to have five niggas with you? And even if you start with like five niggas with you, you know what I'm saying, an R&B group, or even three motherfuckers with you, most, it's probably not going to be like, oh, y'all just a group that has this dope, like, three-part harmony, four-part harmony, five-part harmony, and nobody really shines. Even with groups like that, they'll really legitimately be, like, one lead singer and maybe another motherfucker that can, like, sing and shit and then whatever. And it's like, why would they not want to go solo and not split that bread all in time? You know what I'm saying? Mm. But, yeah, man. Yeah. But, yeah, uh... September 23rd, albums that are about to drop. I've mentioned this uh, maybe two weeks ago, or rather two pods ago, I'll say that. The the um, the Heligan dialect, the Book of Heroin from Prodigy was supposed to drop back then, but it is supposed to be yeah. dropping now on September 23rd. Um, you Wasn't There, Cameron and A-Track is supposed to be dropping on Friday, and it looks like, I, I believe this is Willow Smith. Um, she has an album dropping called Coping Mechanism. 
And that's supposed to be dropping on Friday if you're interested or anything like that. Um, Robert, am I saying it right? Beat Robert Tarver, is that his name? Robert Sarver or Robert Tarver? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The owner. Sarver. Yeah. Sarver. Thank you, Sarver. Yeah, Sarver. So Robert Sarver ha- is now electing to put the. Uh, I apologize. The. Um, so uh, Alex, let me ask you a question. Yep. I'm, I'm a real nigga. I'm just gonna let y'all know. I don't know what he did. What did he do? I forget. Oh, okay. So yeah. So I had to go, and I didn't know, but I was um listening to a pod, and it just went into the Draymond Green podcast. And actually, that's how I kind of got hit to really what was going on because I heard Draymond talking about it, and what he was saying was his 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 actions in the workplace with women, and he also said nigger, right? Uh, this is what other people said. Now it's not on tape or anything like that, but this is what other people are the claims against him, right? So there was inappropriate actions with women, and then the racism aspect of it. You know, on what was going on. Like, they might even went into it. He was like, he doesn't even. I said, he, and I said, he said it with the, the hard ER, I guess is what he was reading, how it went down or whatever. So that's really what it is. And I don't have any context outside of that. I was hoping that you might have had some more um, because I didn't go I, into it further once I saw him put, put start to put it up. The uh, WNBA franchise and then the NBA franchise put it up. Mercury so, I think that was Joe. Yeah. yeah, the Mercury Sun. I think Joe was about to say that. Yeah, now from all shit I've seen, like on like ESPN and shit, it was like, like you said, he he he, 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 he like misogyny and shit, like like there was a pregnant lady that was there, or maybe she just had the baby and shit, and he was like, oh, shouldn't you be a hoe, like you're breastfeeding your kid or something like that. <laughs> it, was, it was shit like that, and then like and then like other and then like other shit like that, and like I don't think you, they, I don't think they said he was like groping bitches and shit, you know what I'm saying, like doing shit like that, but just saying shit that you know. Nigga, this ain't the fucking, you know, this ain't the 80s and shit, or before, you know, so or even the 90s and shit. You can't do that shit. And, like, even with the the uh, the, the racial slurs, I don't know, like, the way they was kind of framing it, why Adam Silver didn't, like, you know, try to, like, go nuclear and kick him out the league, like, with, uh, old boy, uh, whatever the fuck, the other team that Chris Paul was on and shit. Chris Paul be working for them niggas. Yeah, Sterling and shit. Fucking was because, like, they said that when he was using the word nigger, he was, like, referring to it as, uh, he was referring to it as, uh, like, someone might have said nigger, so, oh, motherfucker said nigger, and, like, he went, like, sort of pointing the motherfucker, like, nigger, you know what I'm saying, like, it, it, it was, it was weird, it's funny and shit, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> but, <laughs> it was, it's like, you know, end of the day, you know, he old white man and shit, you know what I'm saying, and, he said enough shit around enough motherfuckers and he wasn't likable enough that motherfucker let that shit slide. And like, y'all say, uh, like, yeah, so it's like getting that one year suspension and I feel as though he doing the perfect fucking move. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, it's the it's the Phoenix Mercury. I don't give a fuck about your WNBA team. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that shit. He was losing contracts. Advertisers were leaving. Yeah, like PayPal was like, nah, we ain't gonna have our name on that fucking, uh, on that son's jersey no more and shit. And so it's like, with that shit and with the upswell, with, with niggas like LeBron James saying something and like uh, Alex said, like with, with Draymond going on his podcast, you know, pretty much aired it out, like, yo, we do this. This isn't the, this, that's not the fucking fight that this server dude want because at the end of the day, he rich. And when he sell it to he just gonna be richer. And yep. he gonna be moving in circles where motherfuckers ain't gonna care that he said the air word, he told some chicks that they should be doing women shit. You know what I'm saying? They gonna give a fuck. But if he stays with the NBA shit, you know what I'm saying? He still would be in circles where motherfuckers really wouldn't care. But he would have all of these fucking multimillionaire fucking black athletes and all of the fucking liberal white guilt motherfuckers and shit saying, yo. How dare you make this? How dare you let make 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 these strong, powerful black men have to work for this guy? You know, what I say this is not the climate that he could really keep that team and like come back and niggas not say shit. So cash out, sell the Suns. The Suns is the best they've been in a long ass time. Sell them motherfuckers for three billion dollars and shit, and sell the fucking Mercury for. Five million dollars or shit, you know what I'm saying? And just go be rich and white and 
And I just have to worry about these niggas, whatever, because niggas go forget this motherfucking name. You know what I'm saying? He ain't Donald Sterling. He ain't fucking called Magic Johnson a nigga to his, his fucking ethnic girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas, you know, so it's like, fuck it. Cash out, nigga. Well, my my bad be, for rambling. I'll be rambling. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Ed, did you want to? I mean, not Ed, I'm sorry, B. Did you want to say anything? Right now that you kind of got a little, little bit of background, or nah, I, I kind of always wanted this to happen to Dolan. Oh shit! Like I feel like <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? It's just that was just I just wasn't expecting that to be a response. <laughs> yeah, like you know, like how's this nigga Dolan like so evasive that he don't allow this shit to happen to him? That's all. I. No, I don't. I don't Yo, so, okay, and did you have anything on it? Because I want to ask Brian a question. I mean, he bought it for four hundred million. He's worth eight hundred million. He's gonna sell for about two. He's gonna be just fine. Yeah. And win in America. Uh, only, in, only in America. He's gonna no, sell. So be, he's gonna sell for at least three. Because the Clippers went for I think two. You know what I mean? And they was talking about the Knicks for like four. Now I think the number on the Knicks probably gonna go up, but he gonna sell for at least three. Niggas be trying to break records on these types of shit. Yeah. So B, I wanted to ask you, um, because what I saw a lot was the and I don't know if you saw these crazy scenarios of how Devin Booker could end up a Nick King. Have you been following? Have you? Has that come across your timeline? Nah. I oh, mean, okay. if, not, I, if not, then I won't go into it. But I've heard people, that's kind of that was a thing. I've heard people talk about like shit like that because of CAA and because of, you know what I mean, because of Rose, Leon Rose. But, like, no, nah, I never, I didn't hear that specific thing before, and I doubt that that specific Yeah, thing. but it was tied to the Sarva thing, so they were tying it all together, including the, including the Sarva issue as well. Yeah, so, nah, that shit ain't So, if you, yeah, if you didn't see it, that was the only thing that I, that I, that I wanted to ask you, because I didn't know, because that was kind of all over my time. Like, yeah, that's not bad. You're you're selling a top commodity in the Phoenix Suns, a team that goes to the championship. You know what I mean? You're selling a top commodity. Where where um real quick just to go over the NFL. Giants are two and zero. Shout yeah. out to them. Giants are two and zero. Look what happens when you have co- uh, competent coaching. <laughs> Shout out, shout out to the Giants. Uh, 49ers, one and one. But Trey Lance did break his ankle, and now Jimmy G's back starting again. This shit just yeah, we crazy out there in San Francisco. So y'all know what's about to happen there, because when Jimmy G's healthy, y'all always end up in a championship game one way or the other. Shout out to him. We won't talk about the Raiders. They don't too. Fuck them. Fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. Um, other than that, I think we... Nah, go ahead, go ahead. Now I'm gonna say shout out to the uh, Las Vegas Aces and shit. Won the oh, WNBA word, championship. Word, word, hell yeah. Yeah. Fucking Asia Wilson, she was fucking MVP and defensive player of the year during the season. Um, I forget the other chick that she she get buckets and shit, and I think she get rebounds or whatever. The other chick uh, that's real nice on that team and shit, she won like MVP for the finals, but nobody care. But uh. Nah, that shit dope. And you know they got uh they got Shorty that uh what's Shorty name? Uh, Becky Hammond. Uh that was under Pop for all them years. She, oh, that's uh, the coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the I first year coach. coaching over there. That shit was dope. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with the Aces and shit. I like Asia Wilson. I think she's pretty for you know one of them tall, awkward fucking uh you know basketball playing chicks. And uh, is that the one? Boyfriend. Not to cut you, Joy. Is that is she the one that was on the um on the shop? Was that her? Was that her? She was on the shop. She was on that. I think it was her that was on the episode with Rick Ross. Was that? I thought that was her name. But if not, I don't. I don't want to cut. But go ahead. Yeah, we can, we can look back at it. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe, but uh, yeah, I think that I think that was her. I just did a little quick Google and shit. Yeah, she was there with Gunner and Rick Ross. And uh, Brown was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah cool. Nah, Asia, yeah, I love Asia Wilson, man. I follow her IG. Uh, I think she like you're know, a real star in the league and shit. She's nice. She's pretty. She ain't gay. You know what I'm saying? Well, ain't yet. You know what I'm saying? We thought Candace Parker wasn't gay. Now she got a whole white girl that's pregnant with a baby. Or had the baby. Candace Parker is white. Yeah, she white, y'all. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, man, I totally like, you know, whatever. Candace, I love Candace, but as for now, Asia's my new Candace Parker shirt. And she dope and she won a championship, and I'm just happy to see that shit. And I hope that, like, I've actually watched some games, you know what I'm saying, which is weird, but, like, I would like to see the WNBA, you know, like, rise up a little bit more. I know it's better than when it first started, but just the fact that them chicks can't fly private and shit, you know what I'm saying, and they fly, like, pretty much worse than I'll ever fly and shit. Not fucking the technical writer and fucking Huntsville, Alabama and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't flying coach like I think it'd be flying coach, you know what I'm saying? Taking in fly first class is crazy. But, um, yeah, that's that's my whole shit. Yo, shout out to Asia Wilson, you know, champion. Word. This, and this is a story Um, I'll actually, I just want to mention it because it's happening in real time. I can't believe I forgot to put on there, but how much of a piece of shit Brett Favre is robbing being a part of that Mississippi welfare, robbing the Mississippi welfare system of the entire $77 million scandal. He just was a part of it. There's other pieces of shit that was involved in it, but they were defrauding the Mississippi welfare system for $77 million. Brett Favre's part of it was so that he could build a volleyball, uh, I think it was a, volley, a volleyball court, or soccer field, excuse me, I think it was a soccer field for his, uh, I think his old high school, for his daughter's high school. That's what they were going to misappropriate the funds for. So he's a piece of shit. But I'll um, I'll save it for next week where we can really dig into it and everybody can look at it because he's a piece of shit for that. Um, Sounds like it's just look, some white boy doing some white boy shit with money. Yeah. Shout out to Braun. He finally cut his hair off. <laughs> he finally got the baldy. He finally gave in. Is that um, real? Yeah, no, he did. Yeah, yeah okay. he did. No, that was real. I, I thought so too. I had to go and check and then he really put it out that um, that's what it was. I don't kind of see anything else. I don't know if anybody else has anything that we might have overlooked. Uh, 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 yeah, I don't really see anything else. So um, other than that, I got to, uh, damn, I got I really got to watch that different world um, piece as well. Oh, maybe we can save it for next week. I saw that the Fed rate hike, there was a Fed rate hike. But we, I know we usually kind of put that in the beginning, but I don't want to bring it down with that. But I, I saw that as well. I kind of wrote that down as a note. Um, tomorrow, oh, actually, there's a Glorilla and Cardi B song that's dropping on Friday called uh, Tomorrow. That yeah. chick is really, they're really pushing her, yo. They really, they really are pushing her. You were going to say something? Nah, the women is out here doing their thing, though. Yeah. And... I don't know what's up with this that bishop. <laughs> Putting his hands on people. It's coming to an end. I just don't I don't know how this is gonna end, but this is the bishop, um, Lamar Whitehead, who was uh allegedly robbed uh during service and it's kind of flashy and flamboyant in New York. He um put his hands on one of his parishioners. Well one of the parishioners that were there, I guess they were kinda out of order. Um he did get arrested, but was immediately released. It's gonna I don't know. It's going to end bad for this dude. I don't know how it's going to end. You know, God willing, it's nothing, you know, to his health, but it's going to end. But it's going to end bad. I just don't know how it's going to end. And, oh, and fuck Timberland for putting out patent leather Timberland. That's all I got right there. Nobody else has it. Nobody has anything else. Um, you can always get at us on Better Than You and on IG. We want all the praise. We want all the smoke. Until next week, peace.